0: all right well uh, welcome thanks for uh, joining us online uh, we appreciate you spending some time with us today uh, it has been a hot and humid week uh, here in Iowa but uh, fortunately for us we got some much needed rain so uh, farmers are are content for a little while uh, but um, we, uh, we appreciate you joining us and uh, we are meeting again here uh, at, the, at the church on Sundays at 10 o'clock, and uh, encourage you, if you're comfortable getting out in public, uh, we encourage you to join with us. Uh, we uh, are asking people to kind of self-police themselves a little bit, and uh, ask themselves, uh, if you're not feeling well, please stay home and watch online. If you're uh, running a fever of over 100.4 in the last 14 days, we're asking that you watch online. If you've been uh, had prolonged exposure to somebody who has tested positive we're asking that you watch online and then uh, just if your age or your particular health uh, would be compromised by being out in public we're, we're asking that you uh, continue to watch online as well so uh, if you're not on our email list please get on that uh, that helps us uh, we we our primary way of communicating with our church now is on Sunday morning uh, when we're meeting here. Uh, we're able to say a lot of things that we don't necessarily want to convey online in a more public forum, but we do send those out to uh, people who uh, are part of our fellowship and want to want to continue to pray for people throughout the week. So uh, we just want to encourage you to do that. So let's look to Lord in prayer, and we'll get started today. So let's pray. Lord, thank you for the, the day. Lord, for our country to be able to celebrate the freedoms that we have. And Lord, while everything is not uh, perfect, uh, while... Uh, We all have a long way to go, both as individuals and communities in a country. God, we ask that you would help us, that you would guide us, that you would uh, protect those who are serving uh, this morning, for those who um, are leading, that you would guide and encourage them, those that are struggling, Uh, many, uh, Lord, health-wise or emotionally, uh, physically, Lord, spiritually, that you would heal uh, this land, as well as, Uh, Open the hearts of people who need to have you uh, as their Savior. And Lord, for us today, would you speak to our hearts. May we hear it. May we apply it. May we live it. May it make a difference in the way we conduct ourselves this week. These things we ask in your name. Amen. Uh, We're continuing our series. We're in the children of Israel and Moses. We're at Sinai. We are starting uh, to go through the Ten Commandments. We're actually going to be, at the end of the day, we're going to be through the first four commandments. Uh, The first four commandments deal with our relationship to God. The next six are going to deal with our relationship to others. And so we've talked about the idea that in the Jewish world, uh, they often associated key word or key words with each of the commandments. And so we're kind of taking that approach. So we talked about uh, the idea of I am the Lord your God, the idea that God wants to be the authority um, in each of our lives. That's an internal decision that each of us must make. We talked about the idea that, Um, God doesn't want any other gods before him. That has to do with the priority that God has in our life. And we talked about the idea of God being at the center um, of our life. Uh, We used that wheel wheel, uh, illustration. Uh, Last week, we talked about the idea of taking the Lord's name in vain. That has to do with God's reputation. And basically, God says, look, I want you to know, I want you to hold me in high esteem. I want you to value and treasure uh, my name and all that I represent. And I want that to be a central part. Of everything that you have about me, I don't want you to to use my my. um, I want you to respect me. I don't want you to to use my uh, my uh, image or my uh, reputation in such a way that it would that would tarnish or hurt it. And this morning we're going to look at our our, the word um, basically the word that we're going to use is the is the word rhythm. And uh, I'll explain more about it, but it's the Sabbath principle. In fact, it's, one of the, uh, it's the only commandment that Jesus doesn't reiterate uh, in the New Testament. All of the others he alludes to in, in, in some way and reinforces them uh, in some way. But here's the passage, and we'll uh, talk more about it in a second. Here's what he says. <clears throat> Remember this Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Uh, six days you shall labor and do all of your work. But the seventh day it was, is a Sabbath to the Lord, your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, your male or female servants, your animals, or any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, all that is in them. But on the seventh day, uh, but he rested on the seventh day, therefore... The Lord blessed the Sabbath day, um, and He made it holy. A uh, couple things that are interesting uh, when we talk about this commandment is, uh, first of all, there's two parts to this commandment. There's an internal part, and there's an external part. Um, this, is the only, uh, this is the first commandment that we've dealt with that's framed in the positive. And he starts with the internal part, remember the Sabbath. And then he goes to the external part of it. Here's what it means. You're, you're not to do any work. The idea of Sabbath has the idea of rest, um, of, of, of ceasing uh, from work. Um, what's interesting about this commandment is, uh, actually, the Ten Commandments are found in Exodus and in Deuteronomy. And on this particular commandment, when uh, Mo- Moses writes it in Exodus, the focus is creation. He, he, he ties this commandment to creation. Uh, And that's an interesting concept because um, that gives us some insight into this idea of what does it mean to uh, participate in or to honor the Sabbath or to remember the Sabbath. So in Exodus, he says this, remember the Sabbath, and then he uses the illustration creation. Um, Here's another interesting thing that you probably haven't thought of. When, When we go to the creation story and God creates Adam and Eve, he creates them on the sixth day. The first day that Adam and Eve are on this planet, they are on this planet together worshiping on the Sabbath. Their first day of creation uh, on, this, on this planet is actually the Sabbath. Um, so when he talks about an exodus, he ties it to the creation story. When he talks about it in Deuteronomy, he ties it to slavery and bondage. And the idea that, that prior to this, you work seven days a week, 52 days a year because you were slaves. So, in, in, in Deuteronomy, we have this concept of, of, of the Sabbath tying itself to work and slavery and the idea of uh, always having to put in time, always having to be on the job. And again, you have to think about this. The children of Israel came out of slavery, they have, they have only not been slaves for about three months. Up until this point, the children of Israel were working seven days a week, 52 weeks a year. They were slaves. They were doing whatever they were told all day long, every day. And now all of a sudden, for three months, they have not been in slavery. And part of this is God stepped back and says, okay, we're going to take one day a week now and remind you that you don't want to be tied to slavery. You don't want to be tied to your job 24-7. We're going to carve out this time. One day a week, you're going to rest from the labor that you do. Now, by the time the, um, uh, the, the Jewish people started to get this concept, this became a really, really big deal. Um, listen to what one of the rabbis said. Um, I love this phrase. He says, uh, we must understand that doing nothing, being silent and open to the world, letting things happen inside can be as important as, and sometimes more important than, what we commonly call useful. You see, in the American culture, we're obsessed with this idea of not wasting time. We're in a, Rural Iowa, we're in an agrarian world. One of the things I love about rural Iowa is the idea that we have an incredible work ethic. And as, as a rural people, often we work driven by tasks, not by time. So I know when I take groups on, when we take a mission trip, that's one of the things I have to explain to the people um, that we're working with is that, look, we're used to getting a task done we don't focus so much on the clock so you might want to eat at six o'clock but if we're close to the end of a project we're going to finish the project Um, because that's the, the the mindset of it and and what what that tends to build into it though is this idea that to rest or not do something is unproductive and the whole concept behind the sabbath is no 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 in fact studies are showing and it can actually in many ways be more more productive um, the Jewish people, by the time they, they dived through all of this over the years, and by the time they got to Christ, they had, they had made such a mess of this thing. But basically, here are, here's an idea. Uh, these are 39 different types of work that the Jewish people um, were prohibited from doing um, on the Sabbath. Um, and you can see, they, they, I mean, they cover all kinds of things uh, that they're not allowed to do because they really drilled this thing down um, quite a ways. Uh, we, as Americans, we don't understand a little bit the Jewish thing, so just let me give you a, a small picture. Um, and again, this is a really broad-brush thing. But let's talk about uh, how a Jewish person celebrated the Sabbath, or how in many ways they still do. Uh, what happens is, first of all, the Sabbath is Saturday, not Sunday. Uh, it's the last day of the week. And uh, the Sabbath actually starts at sunset um, on, uh, on uh, Friday evening. About 18 minutes before sunset, what happens is the woman of the house would recite a blessing. Um, Then what would happen is at sunset, uh, the Sabbath, or the Shabbat, um, begins. Every, everything that you can, today in our culture, everything you can automate, you automate uh, on the Sabbath. The idea is no work. Uh, if, you're, if you ever visit Israel and, and you check into a motel, you'll find that, that everything is automatic. There's a, there's a Shabbat elevator. And what happens is the doors open automatically. It stops at every floor. Um, you can program your room for Shabbat where the lights go on and off automatically so you don't have to do anything. Uh, it, 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 it's an incredibly dedicated concept of this idea of work, uh, of, of not working. And so what would happen is that at sunset, um, it would begin. A, a candle would be lit. Um, sometimes they would attend a service in the synagogue. Um, they would then back at the home, they would, they would have a special uh, kind of braided bread often that would start uh, the uh, Shabbat in that home. Uh, one of the most interesting things is that each, what would happen is on that Friday evening is the parents would go around and, and, and place their hand on the, on the head of a child, each one of their children and and, and pray a blessing upon them. Um, and in some cases, even husbands and wives did this uh, with each other. Uh, then what would happen is uh, they would go to bed. Then the next morning, uh, they would get up. Sometimes they would, uh, many times they would go to the synagogue. Uh, they would spend a tremendous amount of time with family, uh, with friends, uh, visiting sick people, elderly people. Um, and then in the evening, when three stars showed up, once, once that happened, that signaled kind of the, uh, a special service that they would have. Um, The family would all gather, gather in a circle in the house. They would have a special, a whole bunch of special events that they would do. And then the Sabbath would actually end. Uh, Now you contrast that. with So so in a Jewish world, they were doing that 52 weeks out of the year. Um, Contrast that with the American culture. Uh, With our idea of a Sabbath or our idea of a Sunday or our idea of a day of rest. Um, in fact, the, the Roman philosopher Seneca, when he came along, uh, he basically said, "The problem with the Sabbath is you waste one seventh of a week. Uh, you're wasting one day every week uh, because we're in American culture in particular. And again, this was before lights. So, so at the end of the day, when, when it got dark, the day was done. We, we push it late into the night. Um, we end up priding ourselves on multitasking. We, we take and, and for those of you who are trying to work from home right now and you're trying to do the kids and you're trying to do this and you're trying to do that and take care of the dog and all of these things. And and, and at the end of the day, you're exhausted. They're telling us. People that are working from home effectively are spending more hours on the job than they did when they were actually in the office. We're starting to see this incredible trend where people are having to multitask even more and more and more. And and so in some cases, um, this, this pandemic thing has been anything but a rest. People are just working at a crazier pace than they have before. And so what happens is we have this incredible level of multitasking that we're constantly doing over and over and over and over and over again. Now, here's what I want to contrast that with. I want to contrast that with, that was the world of the Jewish people when they were slaves. Now that they're free, God, God is going to set up a different kind of world. They're still going to have to work, but it's different now. And so God is going to introduce them to the way life should be run, the rhythm or the pattern that God wants them to have for life. And so one of the things that God does is He establishes the Sabbath. So basically here's what God says. Look, 52 days out of the year, you are not working. We're going to start with that on the Sabbath, on Saturday. Then what you're going to see later is God establishes a series of feasts in which they don't work on those feast days as well. Now, some of those start and end on Sabbath, so stuff like that. But when you total it all up, there's there's another 28 days. So, ballpark, when you put it all together, depending on how you want to do the numbers, roughly 60 plus days a year, almost two months plus, are days that we're not to work. That God said, here's the rhythm of pattern. This is the thing. Then if you add into that things like the year of Jubilee that you're, all of these kinds of things, then all of a sudden you start to realize that God puts a tremendous amount of emphasis on this idea of learning to stop, stop work, reflect, recharge, refresh, reset yourself for the week that is ahead of you. Um, and so you establish, you, you see this, this over and over and over and over and over again. So, uh, let's, the, let's get the practical part of it and try to help you to understand it um, I, I, one of the things that I did this a number of years ago but one of the things that helps us illustrate this is a piano okay? Um, and, and it's the idea it's the idea of music so I, again I, I took piano I, I, think, I don't know if I took piano lessons or I had one of those piano books where you have the little plastic thing and you just hit the keys but there's one song that I still remember and so let me, let me play it for you So, Faith of Our Fathers, that's it. That's my whole musical repertoire on a piano. But notice this. Listen for a second. Listen to it again. If you'll notice, there was a little bit of a pause between each one of the the key... pause changes it, doesn't it? Versus Versus noise. We need the pauses. In music, we need the pauses and the rest. We need some notes that stay longer. We need some notes that stay shorter. Why? Because there is a rhythm, there is a pattern that is developed within music and within good music that allows rest and pauses, and it's not complete dissonance the whole time. It's the same way with life. When when God creates the world, that's what you see. You see a pattern. You see a rhythm. You see a light, dark. You see uh, uh, the firmament above the, 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 the sea beneath. You see flying things, and you see swimming things. You see man on this side, you see woman on this side. You see this complete contrast, this idea of opposite, this idea of pause. And when God creates creation, He puts within it inherent pauses, inherent rhythm, inherent patterns. We know spring, summer, fall, winter. Winter is actually a time where everything rests. And so we see these patterns in in creation that God created. That's important for us to understand because God said, look, when I created you, I created you for a rhythm, for a pattern. Um, And again, we've pushed those boundaries. God created the idea of light and, and dark day and night for there to be a contrast. What we've done is we've taken day and we've extended it way into the night with electricity and all those kinds of things or night shifts and all of these things. So we can now push those boundaries. But you need to understand, those boundaries were not designed to be pushed like that. Those, God set this thing up with a rhythm, with a pattern to it. That's part of what's happening right now with this whole pandemic thing. As many of you were in a pattern of life, whether that pattern was healthy or not is a, is a whole different issue. But you had a pattern of life, and what the pandemic thing has done, what the, the, all of these issues have done, is it has changed the rhythm and pattern to life for everyone. Now nothing is the same as, as it used to be. So now all of a sudden you have two groups of people. You have people who are adapting to a new rhythm and you have people who aren't. And so what's happened now is we have this contrast within our culture. And so people who are learning to adapt, are, they're struggling, but they're, they're figuring it out. And people who aren't are, are struggling and it's continuing to get worse for them. And so one of the things that you have to understand is this idea of Sabbath, this idea of pulling away, this idea of saying, okay, I'm going to carve out this space um, to recharge and to refresh and, 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 and to do things differently. Um, I, I realized this myself. Um, one of the things that's happened in my world is uh, I, I'm like many of, of you, uh, things never slowed down for me uh, through this thing. In fact, everything got a whole lot more complicated required a whole lot more time a whole lot more energy a whole lot more effort and so what i found myself doing is i mean it was 24 7 i mean i i couldn't turn it off at night i just kept uh going through my head this scenario and that scenario and what can we do here and how can we fix this and what should we do with this and how do we handle this deal and what do i do about so and so and 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 it was just it it just overwhelming (coughs) and in addition my wife's trying to do this in a school setting um with with all of the stuff so you know, we're just, we're, we're, we're living with this thing 24-7 and trying to figure out all of these issues and stuff. And um, I just found it consuming everything. Uh, and so one of the things that I started doing is uh, I, I love to ride my motorcycle. And, and, and I noticed I just wasn't riding it at all. So I just physically made the point that every evening now, um, I, I jump on my bike. And uh, I put, uh, last night I put almost 70 miles on it. Uh, You know, I just jump on and head a direction and and drive. And uh, what I've started to find is now there is now that I'm adding that into my life as a rhythm or a pattern, that's accomplishing what what I, I had in my life before, but it was in a different form. And so what I'm starting to realize is I've got to have that. I've got to have that unplugging part. I've got to have, in fact, one of the things that I did was, if you know me, I, I, whenever, I'm, whenever I'm working in my office, there's usually praise music going. If I'm out in my shed, it's usually um, 60 or 70s, 80s, Chicago, uh, that kind of music going. And I thought, you know, I'd probably enjoy it on my bike. So I actually went, uh, put a, some speakers on my bike and, and got it all hooked up to my phone and all that kind of thing. And uh, two weeks ago, so I get this all set up, head down the road, uh, I... I I got as far as, as Holly Springs, so ten miles, about ten miles uh, from my house, and I thought I'm not enjoying this at all. And I started to realize that I, I, what was what I was enjoying about it was was just the quiet, uh, the sound of the bike, the you know, wind in my the wind. Uh, I, it was like I don't need this extra stuff, and so I just unplugged. I haven't turned it back on since, because I started to realize that you know what? That's what I need to 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 kind of recharge. And, and if you want to go to the Sabbath idea, that, that's, that's kind of the idea. So let's talk about this practically. What, it, what does it mean for us? Here, here's what it means. First of all, you and I have got to get a rhythm or a pattern for life that is manageable right now. Um, some of you that are working from home now, you, you know as well as I do, between um, you trying to do meetings online or do your business online and taking care of kids and taking care of all of the interruptions that come up and taking care of all that, you know as well as I do, the pressure and the stress of that uh, is getting more and more overwhelming. And uh, you have to figure out some way to manage it. And I'm going to suggest to you this morning this idea of Sabbath, um, this concept of uh, uh, the Sabbath principle of, uh, of doing that is, is, is going to be huge to you. Um, I was reading an article last week, uh, actually yesterday, um, about, uh, uh, a lot of pastors are struggling with this right now. You should know this is a, this is a big trend right now with pastors because um, you know, we're, we're, we're thrown into a whole lot of areas that we're not necessarily comfortable with, that we have a lot of background with, and so uh, we're having to play catch up a lot. And uh, one of the articles was the idea of, look, pastor, I know you're looking forward to your vacation or your Sabbath or your, you know, your, your, your sabbatical or your rest or whatever it is, but here's what you need to know. It's not going to help you unless you do it differently. And, and one of the things that the article talked about, he said, it's not about your time off. It's not about getting away. He said, it's about what you're doing with your time on. It's about how you are managing your life. And it's the Sabbath principle. It's this idea of, look, you have to manage things here. Um, and, and if you don't use your time off to refocus and reshape something, then when you come back, you're going to be in worse shape than you were when you left. And, and, and that is so true. It's, it's so true that we have to figure out ways. And like I say, so for me, I've had to start to readjust. And I'm going to continue to readjust it. But that's what you and I have to do is we have to be honest with ourselves and go, okay, let's talk about am I practicing this idea of Sabbath? Am I practicing this idea of putting a rhythm, a manageable rhythm to my life um, as I go forward? Uh, so uh, let's talk about it practically. Let's talk about what you do, first of all, for, for your your. your your um, your your physical body um, you 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 have to get some rest um, you and I um, were not designed to run at a uh, high level pace for long periods of time and let's face it we've been going through we've been dealing with this thing now since March um, and, you know, we're halfway through the year, and most of our year has been consumed by this thing. So it, it, it's easy to, and, and we know that the future couple of months are going to be consumed by it. So there has to be some, some physical rest. And here's the bottom line. Some of you, because you're not getting stuff done during the day, you're pushing the hours at night later, and later, and later, and later, and later. And, later. and physically, your body is, start, is going to take a toll with that. I, I often tell people, look, you can either pace it out so that your body gets the rest it needs, or your body will decide when it needs to rest, and it will start shutting down on you. Um, and there's no question about that. Uh, we've put a lot of emphasis right now on protecting us from the physical side. And, and, and I think you have to, but part of that is, is rest. Um, you go, well, that's just a waste of time. No, it's not. It's, it's really not. Because that's what the Sabbath was designed. It was designed to, again, Deuteronomy, physically stop um, working in order to get the rest. Uh, second side of it is the, uh, the uh, a Sabbath thing not only has to help you physically in getting physical rest, it, it has to help you emotionally. Um, a healthy Sabbath has to do something for, um, for your mind. Um, this is my big concern. This is the thing I'm starting to get calls on now more than ever, is the emotional toll of this thing. Uh, what has happened is we have... We have protected ourselves physically, you know, and we're doing the hand sanitizer thing and the social distancing and the mask thing and all, we're doing all of those things to protect ourselves physically. Um, but we have not addressed the emotional side of this. Um, I, I talk to people who, I talk to people who are like, you know, I haven't been outside and, you know, you know I, I don't leave the house. I haven't been outside the house for X number of months or X number of weeks, uh, I, I haven't, you know, and I'm like, so, like, not even, like, sit on your porch or go in your backyard? No, no. Well, let me tell you something. That, first of all, that, that's just not healthy to be that isolated. Uh, we were never designed to be that way. Uh, we were never designed to be in that kind of context. And so what I'm starting to see is the emotional toll uh, that this is taking. Uh, because one of the things that, that, that you see about the Sabbath in the Jewish world is it was a tremendous time associated with um, social. Um, Often you'd have all the family together. Uh, It was all about the family. It was all about connecting with with people who were sick or people who were elderly or people. It was was all about that connectedness to people emotionally. And that's one of the things that that, that is the most dangerous, I think one of the most dangerous things about this whole thing is we have so pulled away from people, we have so put distance between people that now all of a sudden, we're starting to see the impacts of that. I, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, I, I'm going to suggest that a lot of the things that are happening um, with the writing and everything else, uh, that, that sourced beneath it is this frustration of isolation. Um, sourced beneath it is this idea that we, we have, and again, there's other issues going on, I know that, but, but you know, we have taken a culture and isolated it for so long, and, and now all of a sudden we're starting to see some of the impacts emotionally on that. One of the things that this has to do, this Sabbath idea has to do, is it has to recharge you emotionally. It has to do something for you emotionally. So, you know, it has to do something, first of all, for your body. It has to do something, uh, secondly, for for, for your mind, for your emotion. And then um, it has to do something for your spirit. It, It has to recharge your soul. Um, I think that's the, the exodus part of this, when, when the focus is creation, the focus is learning to appreciate and value that which God has created, that which God has given you. Um, I think there's that element that's involved in this idea of Sabbath, um, or as the Jewish people say, Shabbat. Um, it's, it's this concept of, of having that, that, that connectedness to God um, and being able to think and being able to, 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 to have the quiet, being able to have the, the, the reflection. Um, being able to appreciate that which you have. Um, you know, for us, it's been the, the ability to pull off on Sunday and, and appreciate family being together. Um, it's been able to connect with friends uh, from time to time and, and, and be able to do that. There, there has to be that. And, and I would suggest to you, for some of you, that one of the things that's happened is um, you, you're getting the physical rest, but emotionally there's nothing that's recharging you right now. And, and, and you're, and you're going to have to do that. There, there's, there, there's nothing that's connecting you back to uh, your spiritual, uh, your soul, that refreshes your soul, that, 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 that gives you this breath of fresh air, if you will, uh, for your soul. Um, I, one of the things that, you know, I was trying to think of a way to illustrate this, try to think of a way to connect this. So, so let me be personal with my own life for a moment. Um. A number of years ago, I had someone give me a motorcycle, and I, I thoroughly enjoy it and appreciate it, um, and uh, one of my dreams had always been, every year we go out to the Black Hills with a family vacation and rent a cabin and just uh, spend time with family, and so um, one of my dreams had always been to take that bike out there and ride the hills uh, with my motorcycle, and so a couple of years ago, I started doing that on a, uh, every year, and um, one of my favorite spots in the Black Hills is uh, Spearfish Canyon. Uh, it's 22 miles, 18 22 miles of just some incredibly beautiful scenery. Uh, 35 mile an hour speed limit. Um, it's 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 just beautiful. It's a, a lot of turns. Uh, go up 2,000 feet. It's just incredible ride. It's incredible ride. <laughs> um, so, what happened is for me, um, this is my first of all. It's one. It's one of my top five favorite places in all of the world. Um, and I have traveled outside the country. Seen some incredible places. But this is one of my top five. Um, and this is one of my favorite signs in all the world. This is just, just north of uh, Cheyenne Crossing. Um, and As you're getting ready to take the Spearfish Canyon route, the south coming in from the south. And so what happens is I jump on my bike and I hit this road. Um, and so last year when we were in the hills, uh, I rode this. What would happen is every night after supper, uh, I would jump on the bike and ride it. Um, I, I rode that route nine times last year in six days, uh, and I just, I just, it's just one of the most enjoyable things that 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 I do. One year when I was out there uh, riding, and I thought, you know what, this is such an incredible ride. Here's what I want to do: I, I want to get a GoPro thing of it. I want to get a video of it. So I have this uh, off-brand GoPro thing, and it's got all the stuff. And so um, what I do is, I, I it has an attachment for my helmet, so I put it up on my helmet, and it's got a wrist thing so that um, I can stop and start it from my wrist. I don't have to be messing with it like that while I'm driving down the road. So uh, I, get it on my, I get it on my helmet. Um, I've got it all set, uh, and I start riding. And here's what I found out. What, what happened was, you know, the, now all of a sudden the ride's different. Because now as I'm riding, I'm thinking, okay, how's this going to look on video? So I've got to be more attuned to which way I'm looking and how it looks as far as a video thing now. Um, so, you know, I can't be down at my speedometer and back up and looking this way and looking at that. So now all of a sudden I'm, I, I'm trying to direct the shot as I'm going. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, I want a picture of that. And so I hit it and it snaps a picture as well as do, doing the video and stuff like that. And so, and then I'm constantly watching the battery life going, okay, I want to make sure i got enough battery for, for the ride. So the whole time that I'm riding this route, I'm doing that. And I'm trying to direct everything about it to come out right like I want it. And I got down, and then the first thing I did, I jump off the bike, and I go inside, and I download the video to make sure I got what I wanted. And then I stopped and looked back on it, and I thought, you know what? I didn't enjoy that at all, because I didn't participate in what was happening. I was directing it. And so I took the GoPro thing, and because I, I was going to do it other places and other routes, I, I took, just took the GoPro thing and I just put it away. I thought, you know what? I'm going to enjoy the ride. I'm going to be a participant of it, not a director of it. And I'm going to appreciate and value the time that I have out here. I'm not going to get tied up with all of the technology and all of the stuff. I think this is the idea behind the Sabbath. The idea behind the Sabbath is God wants us to take at least one day a week and be a participant within His creation. Instead of running around trying to micromanage everything and make sure I got this done and this kid's doing this and this kid's on his way to school and got the college thing figured out and got a job in directing traffic and, and micromanaging calendars and getting ready for this show and that thing and, and, and making sure that I got, you know, all of these things taken care of and, okay, I got these 10 projects that I got to get checked off by the end of the month and I got to do this. Instead of being the director 24-7, we take one day a week at least. And we say, today, I'm going to be a participant in life. Today, I'm going to enjoy that which I have. I'm going to appreciate and value the day that I have. I'm going to take one day away. I'm going to set it aside. I'm going to refresh my soul, my relationship with God. I'm going to refresh my emotionally. I'm going to re-engage with some people that maybe this week I haven't been able to re-engage with. And physically, I'm going to get some rest. So if it means I need to go take an hour nap, then I go take an hour nap. If it means that I just need to put my feet up, I put my feet up. The idea is that I, 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 I love the Lord my God with all my heart, soul, and mind. That's the concept behind it, the Sabbath, the Shabbat. And, and I want to challenge you because in, in, in all of this time, so what I'm finding is there are some people who, a lot of people who are working more than they've ever worked before. And they're not taking the time to do this Sabbath thing. And before you know it, what happens is you start to burn out. And before you look at me and you tell me, well, Pastor, you don't understand. You don't live the world that I live. You're not in the business that I'm in. You don't understand how important my job is. You don't understand how many people need me. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, before we even go down that road, I want to remind you of one thing. Jesus comes to this earth for 33 years. In those 33 years, he has the most important job in all of history to go to the cross. There is nothing more valuable. He has one opportunity in this world to share with the world God and Jesus Christ. There is no more higher calling than what he is called to do. And yet, in the ministry of Jesus Christ, in his 33 years here, he spends every year over 60 days every year, in worshiping, on the Sabbath and at the festi- feasts and festivals, if Jesus put such a value on this concept, why don't we? Why don't we? In fact, Jesus wanted people to understand so well this idea that the Sabbath was made for people that often many of his miracles happen on the Sabbath because he wanted to show the Sabbath was about making people whole. It was about helping people physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. That's what the Sabbath was about. It wasn't about this micromanaging thing the Jews had made it out to be. And my challenge to you is as you head into this week, as you head in maybe the rest of this Sunday, that you ask yourselves, Are you going to unplug? Are you going to really put God first like we've talked about last week and say, you know what? I'm going to take this day and this day is going to be about rest. This day is going to be about recharging mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. This day is dedicated to God because when we can start taking that rest and plugging it into our life as a consistent pattern of rhythm, what you're going to start to find is life as God intended it to be is the best way to live life. Because God established creation and His creation, us, with the idea of we function best with a rhythm and a pattern. And that rhythm and pattern includes pulling aside and focusing on God. So as we close this morning, I end uh, with, uh, with this um, as a challenge. God establishes creation with a rhythm that includes celebration and rest. It's easy to become an observer rather than a participant in this thing we call life. The practice of a weekly Sabbath forces us to take time each week to participate in God's creation rather than just observe or direct this thing that we call life. Let's live life this week as God intended it. To be lived. Let's pray. Father, thanks for the day. May we dedicate it to you. In all of its entirety, may we pull away from the work and the pressures and the stresses, and may we focus on you. May this be a time of recharging. May it be an opportunity for each of us, Lord, to get back into a rhythm and pattern that is healthy. And then the end, Lord, is not just best for us but it's best for those who have to interact with us all week. So use us. May we honor you in all we do. These things we ask in your name. Amen. Well, uh, thanks for uh, coming or online and watching. Thanks for being a part of this. And uh, we'd love to hear from you if there's anything that we can do um, or just share some things that God's doing in your life. uh, And uh, we will appreciate it. So